guys, welcome to the Take a Seat, Not a Side podcast with your hosts, Kelsey and Brian. This is the podcast where we ask you to take a seat, but not a side. Unless it's mine. No, mine. everybody welcome back to the podcast and happy mother's day to all the moms and fur moms like me uh today we are gonna play a game we're not really gonna do any reviews or anything like that brian got me a latte this morning and it is delicious but it's not new or original (laughs) they're good though hey this coffee shop is great This is really good. This is a local coffee place called Coffeeville in Jackson, Wisconsin, and we love it. Delicious. Um, We're just going to play a game. Keep it simple this week. So we're just going to gloss over the fact that I made you take over the order today? Oh, my gosh. My order is not that complicated, but for some reason, it was way too hard for Brian today. Maybe I should have made that one of your questions. What is my coffee order? Too hard for me. That lady didn't understand it. Yeah. I think it's hard sometimes because you'll start talking and then you get frustrated with yourself. So then you'll turn to me and be like, you just say it. And then that lady thinks that that's part of the order. You guys ask me stuff at the same time and I can't answer either one of you because it'll just confuse the situation way more than it already is. Makes way more sense for you to just order yourself next time, I think. Men out there, how complicated are your ladies, the ladies in your lives, coffee orders? Because I feel like they range. You think mine are very complicated, but I promise you, I know people that have like essays, novels that are their coffee orders. Two pumps of this and two pumps of that and a splash of this and caramel drizzle. Imagine that being the order. All I'm saying is I can't have regular milk. Not that hard. So what are we playing today? Actually, before we get into today's game, how about the fact that the game that we played last week, we've already played... In person. In real life. And it worked. Like, it worked great as, like, a little party game. Twice. And we stopped playing a board game last night to start playing our IMDb game with two people that... I think at least one of them had seen the podcast. They're just fun games. I mean, I'm excited that we are coming up with games that we can play with people in real life. And I hope that other people get to play them with their families and friends, too. We're not saying we're geniuses. Anybody could have came up with any of these games, but they're fun to play. And not just for 20 minutes on a podcast, but like... You can play them whenever, wherever, as many times as you want to. There's endless amounts of actors for the IMDb game. Actresses. We were playing with actresses last night. And you can do that that same concept with literally anything. You can do it with musicians and YouTube views. You can do it with baseball players and hits or NFL quarterbacks and touchdowns. Um, There's just endless amounts of games you can play with that whole um i give you a person and you give me their best something um so yeah we're gonna definitely go back to that at some point like the football one that you said like you could name uh the carolina panthers and then you name whatever quarterback you think has had the best record there or whatever you know what i mean like you can make it into whatever kind of game you want to yeah, so we're definitely going to circle back to that game at some point because that was really fun and there's so many ways we can do it. Today we are going back to trivia and we have a, I don't want to call it unique because we obviously got the concept from a popular show, but it's unique to our podcast and we put our own little twist on it. You want to talk about it, Kels? Yep. So we're going to play Who Wants to Be a Take a Seat, Not a Side Gunner. 
Can you tell which game we were inspired by today? If you have a better name for our game, let us know. Yes. <laughs> Taking all suggestions. Um, I don't know where I randomly remembered this game from. I work in an area that has daytime television on all the time, at least in the background. And I feel like there's always game shows on that I've forgotten about. Deal or no deal, like those kind of games. And the other day there was a reference to Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And I was like, oh my gosh, we could put our own spin on that game. So I came up with a game for us. And when I say, once again, when I say I came up for a game, obviously we didn't come up with a game, but we put our own rules and our own little way of playing it together. So we are going to play it like the original game is played, 15 questions. Um, Instead of money, it's just going to be points. Over the years, like the money aspect of the game itself has changed. So we're going to use the most up-to-date um, scoring system for this game. And we'll kind of go through that as we go. So, so the concept of the game is, like Kelsey said, there's 15 questions. The questions start easy, like super easy, laughably easy, and they get harder throughout. And as you work your way to the harder questions, they become worth more points um, or dollars in the real game. So the goal is to get all the way to the last question. And the last question is worth a million dollars or a million points or, or whatnot. The, what makes this trivia game unique is that there are lifelines throughout. And in the, in the actual game show, the lifelines they use are pull the audience. So the whole audience in attendance gets pulled and gives what they think the answer is. And you can use that if you think they're right. You can phone a friend. You call someone and ask them what they think the answer is. And then you can use their advice if it helps. Or a 50-50 lifeline where it just knocks out two of the answers and you have a 50-50 chance. And I did some research on this game, obviously, to come up with what our like framework should be for the game. And it's crazy how many spinoffs there's been and how many different lifelines they've come up with. We're going to keep two of those lifelines. We're going to keep the 50-50. And we're going to keep phone a friend. The one that we're going to switch out is pull the audience. Our audience is Kira. So unless our dog knows something we don't know, that's not going to work out. Um, so we are going to instead do a second chance. Lifeline. I don't know if this was in any of the spinoffs, but this is going to be our little spinoff if it isn't. Basically, if you answer a question and you're wrong, we can eliminate the wrong answer that you gave, and then you get to pick from the three that are left to try and get it right, essentially. So that's our own little lifeline that we're going to do instead of pull the audience. We each came up with the 15 questions for each other, and we tried to keep in mind categories that the other person does know, but they do get significantly harder as they go on. So this should be really exciting. And also, if you have similar interests to me and Brian, like, let's say you have more interests that I have, like you have more in common with me, then it's going to be fun for you to hear what Brian's come up with for me. And then vice versa with Brian. If you're a big sports fan or you like the similar music and similar shows that Brian likes, then you're going to be really interested to hear what I came up for for Brian. All right. Question number one. For $100, which of these Disney princesses was not a human? A, Nala. B, Cinderella. C, Jasmine. Or D, bell well like you said they start pretty easy well one of them is a lion so i'm gonna go with that one is not a human a nala final answer final answer correct Ooh, it's gonna be fun to say final answer <laughs> isn't it the most trolly thing in game show television final answer are you sure that it's nala it puts the pressure on. And then the lights that they had, it would like zoom in on the person. Dun, dun, dun. 
Number two. Actually, they're not, they're not numbered in the show, so I'm not saying the numbers. Your $200 question. What color are the boots worn by the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders? A, blue. B, black. C, white. Or D, gray. C, white. C, white. Correct. Dun, dun, dun. I'm sweating. <laughs> Your $300 question. Finish the lyrics to this song. Pretty woman walking down the street. Pretty woman. A, I sure do like your feet. B, you look like a geek. C, please turn up the heat. Or D, the kind I'd like to meet. D, the kind I'd like to meet. Final answer? Yes, final answer. I don't think there's anything about freak or feet <laughs> or geek. <laughs> Correct. D, pretty woman, the kind I'd like to meet. I bet you were giggling when you came up with that question. Like I said, these <laughs> this is kind of how it is in the actual show, right? Like there, there's some yeah. really stupid early ones. And people get them wrong sometimes. Like oh, they, for sure. Like they don't want to waste their lifelines this early. So they pick one that they think is obvious and it might not always be the case. I'm sure someone already got one wrong. And the thing about this podcast is that for the first time in our lives, we have no idea how long this is going to go. If we... <laughs> If Kelsey got that wrong and I get an early one wrong, that's all we got today. Absolutely. Like, and we're, we didn't do any reviews, nothing like this could be a five minute podcast. It isn't because we're already probably past five minutes, but it could have been. All right. So you have $300 in the bank. Your $500 question. If you wanted to kayak on one of the Great Lakes, which of these would not be an option? A. Huron, B. Winnebago, C. Superior, or D. Ontario? Honestly, because it's geography, you almost got me with this one. A is a Great Lake. C is obviously a Great Lake, Lake Superior. Because I don't have a screen telling me my two other options. What was B and D again? B, Winnebago, and D, Ontario. B, Winnebago, final answer. You're just going to say that? You're not going to let me ask final answer? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, host. <laughs> final answer? Yes. <laughs> Correct. B, Winnebago is not a Great Lake. Can you name the five Great Lakes? Moving on. <laughs> I just gave you three of them. Erie. That's four. Lake Michigan. Five. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Your $1,000 question. Pinot Grigio, Riesling, and Chardonnay are types of grapes commonly used to make what? A, white wine, B, red wine, C, whiskey, or D, rum? I had no idea there were types of grapes. That's so interesting. I really don't need to go through eliminating anything. It's A, white wine. Correct. $1,000 in the bank. I know my wine. <laughs> but do you know your boy bands? Oh, no. Your $2,000 question. Which of the following is the first name of an NSYNC member? A, Nick. B, Lance. C, AJ. Or D, Howie.
Which of the following isn't? Which of the following is the first name of an InSync member? A. Nick, B. Lance, C. A. J. D. Howie. Oh, I felt so stupid for a second there. B. Lance. Lance Bass. Correct. My brain got all flustered because of the pressure. <laughs> Your $4,000 question. Which of the following actors have never been married? A. Ryan Reynolds. B. Leonardo DiCaprio. C. Tom Hanks. Or D. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp got married, and he probably regrets it. Give me A again. A is Ryan Reynolds. Got married as well. Scarlett Johansson. B was Leo. B. Final answer? Yes. Correct. Don't look at me like that. You looked at me like how the host looks at everybody. I got so nervous. Your $8,000 question. What saying was Ghostface famous for in the movie Scream? A. Be afraid. Be very afraid. B. Game over. C. Do you like scary movies? D. I wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. D is Hannibal Lecter, so that one's out. It's C. Do you like scary movies? He says it to Drew Barrymore. Final answer? Yes. Correct. Brian, don't look at me like that. Oh my gosh, if you guys could see Brian's face when I give an answer... It makes my stomach hurt. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, I should have used the lifeline. Your $16,000 question. The Australian cattle dog, bred for herding, is a mix of all but what? A. Collie. B. Dingo. C. Dalmatian. Or D. Beagle. I'm going to use my 50-50 lifeline. I could go out there and guess it and use, like, my second chance, but this is the first time I've ever felt unsure, so I'm going to go with my 50-50. You're sure? Remember, the questions get harder after this. I'm going to go with it. Still leaves me two lifelines. I'll leave you A, Collie, and D, Beagle. The Australian cattle dog, bred for herding, is a mix of all but what? A, Collie. Or D, Beagle. Feel the need to point out that you can use more than one lifeline on each question. You just can't use the same lifeline later on. Collie. The answer is D, Beagle. But luckily, you still have your second chance lifeline. I'm going to use it, but you just gave me the answer, but I mean... It doesn't really matter because I would have gotten the answer once I got that one eliminated. Yeah, there's only one left. Okay, well, I'm going to use both my lifelines. Oh, no. Okay, after using two lifelines, you are up to $16,000. Your $32,000 question. You have one lifeline left. You have phone a friend left. Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards is a war movie based during which war? A. World War One. B. World War Two. C. Vietnam War. Or D. Revolutionary War. They're killing Nazis, so it's B. World War Two. Final answer. Yes. Correct. I'm having a comeback. Germany fought in World War One too. I know. The reason they were so butthurt is because they lost World War One. All right, so you're up to $32,000. We have five questions left to get to a million. And this is where it gets a little trickier. Your $64,000 question. 
which horror movie was originally titled The Babysitter Murders? A. Halloween B. Friday the 13th C. Scream or D. Nightmare on Elm Street The Babysitter Murders? You have one lifeline remaining. I honestly think that if there's anyone out there of my friend group that's going to know the answer, it's going to be me. I'm going to go with A, Halloween, because she's babysitting. Final answer? Yes. Yes, for $64,000. Brian, don't make that face. Oh, my gosh. You had me so scared. You really could host this show with those facial expressions. So in the show, they'd be offered the opportunity to walk away after, I think it's every five questions. But we're not playing that game around here. No, we are not. We're not going to walk away from fake points. <laughs> so your $125,000 question. I'm getting really nervous. What band is the number one selling band of all time? A, The Beatles, B, Metallica, C, U2, or D, ACDC? I'm going to have to phone a friend. Well... I don't know if I want to waste it. I feel like I know. For $425,000, do you feel like you know? Yeah, I do. I'm going to I'm going to just say the answer, I think. Don't look at me like that. The Beatles. Final answer? Yeah. Correct. Woo! Oh my gosh, that was the loudest my volume's ever spiked on my microphone, and I'm so sorry to everybody who has headphones in. Oh my gosh. Brian, when you edit that later, you're going to be like, oh no. That's $125,000 in the bank. And moving on to two fifty. Which of the following artists have not headlined the Super Bowl halftime show? A. Bruno Mars B. The Black Eyed Peas C. Coldplay D. Drake Bruno Mars did with Beyonce. Black Eyed Peas did. It was terrible. Coldplay also did with Beyonce. Dang, Beyonce. Let somebody else have a shot. It's D. Drake. Final answer? Yes. Let's play for half a million. Let's go. <laughs> the answer is D, Drake. Oh, my gosh. For 500,000 fake points, <laughs> which of the following famous serial killers has the most proven victims? A, the Boston Strangler. B. John Wayne Gacy. C. Ted Bundy. D. Jeffrey Dahmer. Most proven victims, huh? What'd you say for A again? A. The Boston Strangler. B. John Wayne Gacy. C. Ted Bundy. Or D. Jeffrey Dahmer. I would like to phone a friend. All right. I'm going to call my friend Jen because she likes, oh, that sounds wrong. She likes serial killers? That's not right. She is intrigued by true crime as much as I am. Is that a good way to put it? Okay. Sorry. I'm wasting too much time. Hello. Hello. I'm in desperate need of your help. Okay. <laughs> so, 
I have a serial killer question, and I'm going to read it to you. And then we have, like, 30 seconds to try and come up with the answer. Okay. So which of these serial killers has the most proven victims? Okay. A, the Boston Strangler. Okay. B, John Wayne Gacy. C, Ted Bundy. Or D, Jeffrey Dahmer. I was thinking the same thing. I don't think it's D. No. I don't think he killed that many people. B had, like, he killed a lot of kids, I know, and they found him, like, all buried under the house. But I don't know if it's as many as Ted Bundy did. Right. Yep, I think B's right. Okay. Thanks, friend. You're welcome. (laughs) Thanks, true crime friend. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Okay. So Jen thinks it's C. What were you thinking? I'm still a little nervous because I think it could be B or C. What were you thinking before you called Jen? B. And now what are you thinking after you talked to Jen? But I was also thinking it could be C. So for $500,000. The most proven victims. I'm going to go with C. Final answer? Yes. Yes. Really? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Me and Brian were talking about this show before we did this, and Brian was saying, like, whenever you call the friend, the friend never actually knows the right answer. Well, not always, but, like, sometimes. My favorite is the, I think it might have been the first guy to win a million, but he was on the million dollar question and he had phone a friend left and it got there and his friend picks up and the guy goes, Hey, whoever his name is. Hey, um, I don't really need your help. I know the answer. I just wanted to call you and tell you that I'm about to be a millionaire. Did he win? Yeah, no, he got it. But how freaking sweet is that? I have shivers, and I'm not even winning real money. I have to let Jen know, like, I'll text her afterwards, but I have to let her know that she just, like, made this game for me. Because, oh, so am I down to the last one? Yeah, you're on the last question. No lifelines left. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And you were going to go with B, weren't you? I felt like I obviously didn't know the answer for sure. Otherwise, I wouldn't have used a lifeline. So, like, how could I, like not utilize the knowledge that she had. You know what I mean? Like, I would have looked like an idiot if I had gone against what she had said. You know what I mean? Because she helped me. Oh, my gosh. Whew. All right, for $1 million, what Taylor Swift song was her first one to reach number one on Billboard's Hot 100? A, Tim McGraw. B, Love Story. C, we are never getting back together, or D twenty two. You should see the look on her face right now. That's really hard. I have no lifelines left, so I really just have to kind of go with a gut feeling. I think it's love story. Well, talk me through this one first. This is a lot of money on the line. I don't know how to talk it through with you. I don't think it's 22. I feel like Tim McGraw was like really early on in her career, but I don't think she had a number one that early. Yeah, she was very popular. And now she was winning a lot of awards, but I just don't think she had a number one that early. This is her first song to hit number one. Love Story seems like in that sweet spot. That was the Fearless album. I'm going to go with Love Story. Final answer? Don't look at me that way. Yes. <clears throat> Seriously? C, we are never getting back together. I don't like that song either. Ugh. Love Story topped at number two, I believe. $500,000. Not bad, though. You look visibly upset. 
I'm broken. I'm really sad. Next time we do this, we should re- put real money on the line, even if it's only like a dollar. I mean, what else was I going to do, though? I had no lifelines left. All I had was my gut feeling. And my gut was telling me that she did not get her first number one on a song about Jake Gyllenhaal. But apparently, I was wrong. One of my favorite movies of all time is Slumdog Millionaire. And it's sweet because um, it's this kid from the slums and he ends up on this game show. And every question along the way flashes back to a part in his life where he got that answer. Um, so the way I asked Kelsey to talk through the question, this movie um, would flash back to say a time that Kelsey was at a Taylor Swift concert and Taylor Swift announced that her song just hit number one. But the whole movie, every question is like that. And it's really, it's like a drama, but it's kind of a thriller too. Um, I think it won, I think it won a Best Picture award. It was nominated for one. I'm not sure if it actually won one or not. If you haven't seen Slumdog Millionaire and this type of game intrigues you, who wants to be a millionaire stuff, definitely watch it. It is a home run. I think they were they were really famous because their budget was super low. It was like an indie type film mm-hmm. and but they knocked it out of the park. And it kind of goes into like the manipulation that comes into some of these games and it's based on like true cheating scandals. There have been cheating scandals when it comes to who wants to be a millionaire whether it's people getting the answers secretly from their family members in the audience and things of that nature or getting the answers whispered to them like through devices like there's been a lot of cheating scandals with this and it takes that and then it also takes on the fact that like these people had this power over him and they knew it and they could use it against him you know what I mean really good movie I second that Alrighty, turn on the lights. Dun, dun, dun. Are you ready? Are you stretching? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I'm stretching. You set the bar high. 14 questions out of 15 is pretty damn good. Better hope you don't mess up with your lifelines like I did. Could have really used one at the end there. Brian James Halverson. Your $100 question. What are the Jacksonville Jaguars' team colors? A. Burgundy and gold. B. Teal, gold, and black. C. Black, white, silver, and Honolulu blue. Or D. Dark green, gray, and white. Not that I don't know this, but there's a Jaguars helmet right in front of me in my basement. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Well, hopefully that's the only answer that's given away in this basement. (laughs) Which letter was black and teal and gold? B. I will go with B. Final answer. Gosh darn it. I'll let you say final answer. Why can't we be in a basement full of serial killer memorabilia? Like, what the heck? Taylor Swift albums. Final answer? Yes. Hmm. What a tough one. Your $200 question. Which actor is not in the movie Inception? A. Leonardo DiCaprio. B. Tom Hardy. C. Liam Neeson. Or D. Cillian Murphy. So Christopher Nolan likes to use a lot of the same actors in his movies? Yes, he does. And and DiCaprio is the main character of the movie, right? The other three characters were all in. They were all different villains in the Dark Knight trilogy by Christopher Nolan. But the one that wasn't in Inception, I'm pretty sure about this, is Liam Neeson C. Final answer? Yes. 
You are correct. Could have gotten you on your second one. <laughs> and while we're there, a shameless plug for our last episode, Christopher Nolan is the secret phrase that we are looking for. It's not too late to get into the drawing for the Amazon gift card and the mugs that we're giving away. So message us the name, share our posts, and review us on Apple, and we'll put your name in our drawing three times, up to three times, and we are going to draw on Wednesday. Yes, it's very easy to enter, and I mean, you get a free gift if you win. No matter which one you get, you still get a free gift, so definitely worth it. Number three for your $300 question. The Masters Tournament is always held at the same private golf course. What is it called? A. Pebble Beach Golf Links. B. Whistling Straits Golf Course. C. Cypress Point Club. Am I saying that right? hope so. Or D. Augusta National Golf Club. I have a hat from your father from this course. Is it also in this basement staring right at you? The answer is not. But it's Augusta National D. Okay. You got it. I mean, final answer. Final answer. Okay. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Your $500 question. The Rose Bowl is located in what California city? A, San Diego, B, Pasadena, C, Fresno, or D, Sacramento? Pasadena. Final answer? Yes. Yes. I'm trying to make the same facial expressions to Brian that he made to me because he really messed with me. To the point where I answered some of these questions and then closed my eyes so I didn't have to see Brian's face. You're a $1,000 question. You've used no lifeline so far. This one might change that. According to the USGA, a golfer is allowed to have how many clubs in their bag? A. 14. B. 16. C. 12, or D, as many as they want? What's crazy about that is I was pretty sure the answer was 13, (laughs) and it's not on there, but I know, I know that it can't be 12. 16 seems obsessive. I don't want to use a lifeline yet. I'm going to go with 14. Final answer? Final answer. Yes. You're lucky I didn't make you name the clubs. Well, every golfer can choose. You know, if I like a four wood, but you like a four iron, like we don't have to have the same clubs in there. A lot of golfers like will leave certain clubs out if they don't like them. It's just interesting that there's a restriction, but I guess there's kind of a restriction on everything when it comes to sports. Not only is there a restriction, but if you break a club during the round, you can't replace it. So if you're uh, during the Masters, Siwoo Kim, the guy who made the video for me, like the remember the Korean golfer that made that video? Mm-hmm. He broke his putter out of frustration, and he had about five holes left. And the rest of the tournament, he or the rest of the day, he had a putt with one of his other clubs. That sucks. What if you broke your putter? I mean, it would be hard to break your putter because it's like, unless you smack it against the ground. No, that's what he broke. Oh, did you just say that? I'm sorry. Broke yeah. his putter? Yes. What do you have to putt with? He used, uh, I think, a three wood. Oh, my gosh. And he putted fine. He made like an eight footer with it. He putted fine with it. I feel so stupid. I clearly didn't listen to your whole story. Because I was like, oh, what if you broke the putter? That would suck. Uh, he did break the putter, Kelsey. Oh, my gosh. All right. Now that everyone knows that your wife doesn't listen to you. Your $2,000 question. Each member of Bone Thugs and Harmony has produced solo albums, except 
A. Wishbone. B. Lazy bone. C. Crazy bone. Or D. Busy bone. <laughs> I was writing out those names and my Word document kept trying to autocorrect everything. <laughs> yeah, because they all spelled their name different than the actual word. Yep. Except for one of them. Wishbone. Coincidentally, coincidentally, also the answer to this question, final answer. That is correct. I kept moving that one down because I felt like it was hard, but apparently it was really easy for you. Jeez, Louise. Jeez, Lewis. Your $4,000 question. No lifelines used yet. Which of the following NCAA football teams is not in the top 10 for most total wins? A. Texas B. Yale C. LSU or D. Nebraska is not in the top 10 for the most total wins. That's tough. That's tough. The Yale is tricky but I think they're up there. Texas, Nebraska, and what's the other one? LSU. Man, I feel like it's I feel like it's LSU, but oh man. I'm going to go with LSU. Final answer? Yes. That is correct. Let's go. <laughs> in fact, I threw Yale in there because I thought that that was kind of tricky. LSU is number 16. And LSU is probably the best program of the bunch in the past 20 years, at least uh, in that group. But overall, yeah, I don't. they don't have the history of Nebraska and Texas and even, yeah, Yale. Number one is all over our basement walls. Michigan. Okay. Your $8,000 question. Papa John's Pizza <laughs> was founded in what state? A, California. B, Rhode Island. C, Indiana. Or D, Kansas. I'll use my 50-50 lifeline. Hmm, how do I decide which? I want it to be random which one I take out, but. All right. I will take out California and Kansas. So what's left? Is it B, Rhode Island, or C, Indiana? This is just a guess because I know that Peyton Manning did their commercials, and he played for the Colts. So I'm going to go with Indiana. Final answer? Yes. You are correct. Let's go! I know what look you're talking about now. Get that look off your face. All right. You've used one lifeline. Your $16,000 question. The first NFL draft was hosted in February of what year? This is a hard one. A. 1945 B. 1936 C. 1949 or D. 1952 Oh, this one's really hard. I feel like it'll be hard for anyone I call. So I am just going to go with this, and if I'm wrong, I still have my second chance. I am going to go with D, 1952. Final answer? Yes. Wrong. Yeah, I have to use my second chance lifeline. So I'm down to phone a friend. Oh, what, are the, what are the answers again? So here's what you have left. You guessed D, which is 1952, so that one's out. A, 1945, B, 1936, 
or C, 1949? Again, I just don't think anyone I call is going to know that. So I guess I will make another guess. <sighs> I'm looking around the room to make sure it's not written on any of these posters. My thought of why it had to be 1952 was because, like, the merger didn't happen until later. And if it's not the latest year, then I think I'm going to go with the earliest year. So, 1936. Final answer? Final answer. That is correct. Let's go! Let's go! There was only, I did a little bit of reading into it. There was like 90 people at the whole thing, and like, it was super small, and that was hard. That was a really hard one. Your $32,000 question. What were the first words King Robert said to Ned Stark in episode one of season one of Game of Thrones? A. You've got fat. B. You've not changed. C. You look old. Or D. Your hair looks terrible. King Robert says to Ned? Yes. King Robert says you've got fat. Final A. answer? Final answer. That is correct. Let's go. Oh, it felt good. It felt good to know that one. You're having to come back. Your $64,000 question. And by dollar, I mean point. <laughs> In what month were all six original Star Wars films released? A, January. B, May. C, December. Or D, June. So I know that the newest trilogy, they all release in December or on Christmas. I wasn't alive when the first three movies came out. And I wasn't a huge Star Wars fan when the prequel came out. I'm going to assume that they match up with the new trilogy. But I'm not willing to risk the rest of the game on it. So I'm going to try to call someone that knows Star Wars. Yo. Hey, JJ. So, we're, me and Kelsey are playing Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And okay. I have a Star Wars question, and I feel good about the answer, but it's my last lifeline, and I don't want to screw it up. So, this is the question I have for you. Okay. Which month were the original six Star Wars movies released in? A, January. B, May. C, December, or C, June? I would lean more towards May, but I don't... I'm not, what do you think? What did you think? What was your answer? I know the the new trilogy all came out around Christmas. Okay. But I've never seen the original. Like, I never saw the, the other three when they came out. Or What was the question? Is it about the original? The original six. The first six. First six. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know about Christmas. Do you remember seeing the first, or the second, the prequel in movies? Kind of, I'm trying to think, because if I remember correctly, I think I went for one of my buddy's birthdays when we were younger, and his birthday, I'm pretty sure, was in summer. Um, so you're thinking May. I'm thinking, I don't know, but then it's, it's, it seems like it's too easy because May the 4th, you know? I, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but my time's up. Thank you for answering. Okay, bye. So I'm down to May or December. And since I've only seen the new ones, oh, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to go with JJ on this. I'm going to go with May. Final answer? Final answer. That is correct. Yes! Thank you, JJ. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's the month of George Lucas's birthday. I think the new ones all came out in December. I'm right about that, aren't I? We'll have to look that up after. 
So we both trusted our caller friend. Phone a friend. Good on us. You had me sweating. I gotta let JJ know that he got it. So you made it to your $125,000 question. And I'm out of lifelines. Yes, you are. How many years did rapper Eminem spend in ninth grade? So how many times did he have to repeat the ninth grade? A, zero years. B, four years. C, two years. Or D, three years. I'm going to say, first of all, I have no idea. (sighs) But my critical thinking says drop out zero because it wouldn't be a question if it was zero. If it was zero, then why pick ninth grade? You know, why not 10th grade for zero or 11th grade for zero? There's no need to hate on my questions. (laughs) No, it's a good question. I'm just trying to work my way through this. So I don't think it's zero. I don't think two would be a big deal either. So I think it has to be three or four. And from there, it's a coin flip. Which one was four? B was four. B, four. Final answer? Yes. That is incorrect. It's three? Yes. Damn! You are leaving here with... $64,000. (sighs) That was a coin flip. I I knew it was four or three. That was a hard question. For funsies, can I get the last two? Absolutely. And I just have to say, it's very hard to judge how difficult the questions should be. But even when you go through and you watch old episodes of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, when the people played all the way through... Even then, you look at some of the final questions and you're like, wow, this person's final question was way easier than this person's final question. Or, you know what I mean? When we first decided to play this game, Brian and I were sitting at dinner and we went and we Googled like past shows questions, like all the way through question one through 15. And like with some of them, Brian and I were getting them right, like one through eight. And then right in the middle, we'd notice they get hard. And then towards the end, we knew the answers again. So it's very difficult to gauge how the difficulty levels should increase. So these are hard, I will say. But yours at the end were hard, too, for me, in my personal opinion. Okay. So just for fun, your $250,000 question was... The show Vikings has only won one Emmy Award. How many has the show been nominated for? A, one. B, 22. C, nine. Or D, 13. My head had eight in it, so I'm going to go with nine. Wrong. It is D, 13. Your $500,000 question ties into something you actually brought up earlier. One of Brian's favorite movies is Slumdog Millionaire. In the movie Slumdog Millionaire, what is the first question that Jamal is asked? Is it A, who was the director of the 1973 hit film Zangir? I think is how it's pronounced. If it's not, I'm sorry. B, in depictions of God Rama, he is holding, he is famously holding what in his right hand? C, who was the star of the 1973 film, Zangir? Or D, in depictions of God Rama, he is famously holding what in his left hand? That's a wordy question, so let me know if you need me to repeat the answers. I'm going to guess that these are both questions in the movie, but the one I know for sure is that movie was a big deal, and it was a big deal because I think the director of the movie within the movie was from his town or his country, and he, I think he had a poster of the guy or really wanted a poster of the guy or got a poster of the guy, Um, but I think... 
I mean, I, I'm going to go with the director of the movie, whatever the movie's called. So, eight. So, this question was tricky because I took two possible... I took two questions that were asked in the movie, and then I switched out a word in each of the questions. So it's not who was the director. It was who was the star. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So the star actor in the movie was from his country or his town? Yeah. So it's C. That was a hard one. But it was also for $500,000. So. I don't want to hear anyone tell me that naming four cowboys out of eight in the Tombstone trivia was too hard. (laughs) These are tough. I know, I know. And I just gave this explanation. I know. It's hard to gauge how difficult something should be, and I now realize that because I do realize that these are hard questions. But it's also very difficult for you to ask me which serial killer has the most known victims and actually known victims because a lot of serial killers claim that they've murdered more people than they actually have. Notice how it's never that they claim they've murdered less. It's always that they claim they've murdered more. Pretty messed up. So, in the spirit of the fact that you and I have looked up past million-dollar questions and rounds of the game in general, I went and looked up some of the hardest sports questions that have been played on this show. And this is an actual million-dollar question. What club did astronaut Alan Shepard use to make his famous golf shot on the moon? This is a real question from the game. A, a nine iron. B, a six iron. C, a sand wedge. Or D, a putter. I have no idea. I'm going to throw out... Six iron and nine iron because, I mean, it really could be anything, but neither one of those stand out to me more than the other. I feel like sandwich would be interesting because their whole play on it could be like moon dust, sand on the moon, sandwich. And then I think putter because the gravity on the moon is way less than on Earth. So if you hit a ball in the air, it is going to sail a lot farther, and a putter does not go in the air. So I'm down to sandwich and putter. Do you know if the guy who got asked this question got it right? I do not. I'd be very curious to see how we thought through this, like, because that makes sense to me. I feel like it has to be sandwich or putter. And I am going to go with... I'm going to go with putter because I'm not sure how high you can hit the ball in the air on the moon and still make a shot. So putter. You're wrong. Am I even close? It was a B, six iron. The astronaut had to smuggle it onto the aircraft or whatever you'd call it, rocket ship. <laughs> um, and he made three different shots up there. All with a six iron? Yep. Huh. And that is why that question was worth a million dollars, because I wouldn't have known it either. I mean, at that point, you're just throwing an answer out there. But the difference with us throwing out an answer right now is that we don't have a million dollars on the line. I'm going to go watch that when we get off and see if you got it. It was like a freeze frame picture of a couple sitting there. So I don't know if there was ever one where two people got to work together, but it was two people in the frame for the picture well this was a really interesting game it was very difficult i would say play this with your friends and family if you have time to come up with 15 (laughs) questions that progressively get more difficult well i'm glad that we didn't incorporate anything else into our episode because we actually made it really far this would have been a really long episode Guys, we gave the secret code word again in this episode. If you want to be entered, you don't have to do anything else. To get one entry, you could just give us the secret code word. Christopher Knoll. And you could possibly win one of our three prizes for free. No cost to you. 
we want to reward you guys because you guys got us here. You guys got us to a thousand downloads and we're excited to do another giveaway. We haven't done one in a really long time. So regardless of anything, Wednesday is our wedding anniversary. Yay to us. Made it three years. <laughs> we will be doing a short drawing on the live. That might be all we do on Wednesday. Um, but we will be announcing the winner of the drawings at 8 p.m. on Wednesday. So we'll talk to you guys then. Bye.